suddenly I was like, wow, the more you just get into that simple, non-egotistical way of anchoring, the simpler life gets, the more the dramas and the dross drops away. Welcome to Masajati's podcast, Exponential Intelligence, where you can transform simply by listening. Experience the power of frequencies and the next step in consciousness evolution. So through your trajectory, you've been with me for five years. How fast did you see changes? And then the bigger thing is that I know you've gone through a lot of detox you know, some heavy stuff that you've gone through. Let's talk about that because, um, because I want to, well, let's just hear your story. Cause I don't want to, you know, precondition it in any way. So what made you do the work? Because it is hard work. It's not for everybody guys. Would you, would you agree with me there, David? If you're not like, how else could I say balls to the walls and really wanting to find yourself, would that be fair to say? Right. Uh, this is not for you, by the way, you know, go out and dilly dally with something else, but this is straight out, you know, uh, it's the real stuff. It's the real deal. And it's not just, well, you know, I provide the knowledge or XI provides the knowledge. Are you good enough to take that knowledge and run with it? Cause you have to do your part and you did. And this is where you are. And I want to talk about that as well on your abilities and what you're doing now. So, but before we get to that part, so tell me about what, what made you stick? Because I don't know if a lot of people and a lot of people do, uh, and they have, you know, great opportunities ahead of them once they conquer themselves, but what's that stick to uh, I guess you could call it that made you go through. It's like, shit, this is too hard. I don't want to do that. But then you come back to it. I think one of the temptations of the new age and the, the healing industry is that it's like the most incredible buffet. And it doesn't encourage singularity. It doesn't encourage almost like the Zen approach of just sitting and staring at a wall. I once met a Zen meditator and he was having an incredible presence. I said, what do you do to get like you? I guess I'll oh, just sit and stare at a wall. I was like, no way am I doing that. I know so many other things that are far more sexier than that. And in a way, XI has that same rigor that right. I, I could see that whenever I ventured into tasting the buffet, mm-hmm. it would always degenerate me in some way. It would always like a bit like you're going at velocity and it would pull me out of that trajectory of clearing, of consolidation. And it would pull me almost into like side bends and dead ends that previously felt like entertaining and euphoric and I'm doing this course this weekend and this training over here and I've mm-hmm. done a lot I mean I'd spent over 100k and I could see that it wasn't actually sort of doing giving me what XI was mm-hmm. and it was that daily rigor of getting into the 18 days and practicing it either listening to what you were doing on the 18 days that putting it on loop and then also learning to do it for myself without your um recording but applying applying the principles of locationality my senses mm-hmm. you know anchoring into the earth all those things and building that discipline and suddenly i was like wow the more you just get into that simple non-ego way of 
anchoring, the simpler life gets, the more the dramas and the dross drops away. Right. And it, it's a tremendous commitment because you then need to detox physically, emotionally, psychologically, in ways that you think, what the hell's happening to me? What's Maz done to me to make me feel this crap? So there's all those phases where you go, maybe there's something really dark about Maz that I'm feeling this shit. And right. so it, it, it starts to push on those areas that have, then you go, well, I'll go and do something else because it must be his fault that I'm feeling shit. So I'll go and do another course with a different teacher and that will soothe me. That'll make me feel better. And invariably, you might get that soothing, but you then almost amplify and bring back the distortion that was trying to clear, that was coming to the surface. The stench inside was suddenly, you could smell it. One could see, I could see it. And then as you learn to own that and release that, then the, the kind of relief and the expansion and the simplicity and the clarity that would form in my life would, there's no mistaking that that journey of going through those XI experiences of detox actually create so much purity and simplicity and they clear the drama and the clag, you know, the, the, the sense of being stuck, but entertaining yourself to avoid the stuckness, the stagnation out. Does that answer your question? Uh, it does. And it gives me a lot more questions to ask you. Uh, one of the things a lot of people ask me, and maybe David, you can answer this from your point of view, is that people go, well, you know, I am at this level. I've done a master course with so-and-so. I've trained with, you know, the, the biggest people there. And I didn't feel any detox. And then with you, Ma, I'm feeling all this shit, all this stuff. Uh, it must be you. Or, you know, why didn't I feel the detox? Can you answer that? When I sit down with someone now who's very... Uh, journeyed in their modality or with their teacher or their discipline or their lineage i just do something very simple i say mm -hmm. let's just experience how it is to connect into your body and connect to the infinite presence that you are to pure source and then to mm -hmm. feel that as an embodied state right. and they get it immediately and they can then feel what's inside them right. as a kind of immediate felt sense and so i think a lot of teachings are out there they're like you, you send your psyche out there so you don't get to feel what's in here. And sure. the mind is so entertained by that and it's so entranced in this level of, you know, the, the illusion of the physical that it's happy to settle for that and to grow an expertise and, and a self-esteem around that knowledge. It's knowledge and even powers that come with that knowledge that don't clear out these places. So just to clarify for the audience, let me give you an example on, on what I see is that, you know, you're in your house, right? You live in a house, you really don't like the environment there. For some reason, it's uncomfortable. So other modalities would go, well, you know, you stay in your house with all the bullshit that's happening there. And then let's just go out and party somewhere else. Would that be fair to say? That's it in a nutshell. Absolutely. Right. Let's just go party somewhere else and you'll be fine. But then every time you come home, right, to, you know, spouse or situation, you find yourself again. 
And it's not just the house. It's not a physical location. It's like every time you're alone, you find yourself in your home. Again, your identity. Does that make sense to you, David? Yes. Where it's like, forget it. Forget yourself here. You know, a Godhead is out there or, you know, a guru is out there. This modality will make you feel all this out here. But then, you know, at the day's end, you got to come back to yourself at some point. And then you experience all that garbage, all that shit. So XI, what XI would do is literally it's like, hey, you can have all that stuff there, but let's clean out house first. Let's clean the house first. And then we can really party inside and outside. Would that be fair to say? 100%. Yeah. So remember, guys, and let's get deeper into, say, the darkness, because you mentioned that is like, so was there a point in time that, that, and this, people who try, most people who just want, you know, more money, uh, better health, you know, relationships and all that stuff, most of you, those individuals, and, and you're happy with that. And then, you know, you do XI here and there, uh, which is fine, which is totally fine. You know, you got your money, you got your whatever, you're happy. That's all you need. That's perfect. But for people like you, there's another trajectory, right? Because those individuals, you know, they go, well, I'll just finish high school or maybe college. And that's fine. But then like people like you, you want like a PhD level, a master level, you know, higher and higher and whatever is above the PhD level you know, uh, you know, your own soul journey for those individuals, you come to a fork in the road, I would call it where you start thinking that I'm dark at some level. So did that happen to you? Did you realize it or were you aware of it? Can you tell us that story? I've had the number of times that I've felt that. Number of times. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> okay. Quite early on. Um, I had a dream about you coming to me as a vampire and okay. um, with your vampire consort and offering me a room full of people to come and feed on. And um, wow. uh, I, I spoke to a friend about it who would, I, I'd also introduced to XI and she goes, no, that's your stuff. That's not mine. And I was lucky to have some strong individuals around me. And I was like, what do you mean it's my stuff? How dare you? You know, that, mm. you know, that, that sense. And yet when I'd listen to you, I could see, hang on a minute, it isn't this guy. It's something in me. And I mm. think it's when you can go inwards and really face these demons, these vampires that mm. want to masquerade as you right. and imposter as you to trick me out of this kind of embodiment path of embodying XI, embodying these higher frequencies. There are so many traps like this that, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, it's developing that discernment because right. how often have you met a teacher that is actually feeding on off you and you think it's great. So mm -hmm. it's, it's that discernment of, of referencing back to you and going, actually, I, there's a purity to Mars that it's just not what, what my dream state was telling me. That's so interesting. Cause you go, there's so many teachers out there that would feed on you and it feels good. And then Moss wouldn't feel on you. And then, you know, feed on you. And then it's like, and you think that moss is feeding on you. So isn't that kind of crazy uh, how the mind plays tricks on you? Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, David, what you're talking about is exactly 
you get to a certain level, again, you know, past college level, you know, the PhD, the higher level, say, uh, um, um, I guess I would call it consciousness. And this is where you really go inwards. I mean, before it was just like, you know, when you're high school level, college level, you know, before it's just like cleaning up the house, making it look clean and all that stuff. So it's comfortable. But when you get to, you know, your levels, David, it's, it's more like, no, if you want to stay at that level, you know, at the master level, PhD level, and really master yourself, master this reality and consciousness, what you have to do is like, you got to sometimes tear out those walls, you know, that's got like, say, black mold behind them and, you know, rat infested that you don't even know about, you know, you hear it at night, you know, things, critters moving around, you know, when you're sleeping and you're quiet, you know, you hear all these animals in your woodwork and, you know, the basement joists and, you know, floorboards and all that stuff, but you go, shit, I don't want to do anything with that. Or, you know, you, you have some pesticide that kills all that stuff. But when you get to those levels, you got to tear that shit out of you. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. You can't have any of that stuff. And then they don't want to go away. And then that's where the thing flips around. And it's like, hey, it's not the rats that are in, in you. It's, it's the exterminator. And you start to blame the exterminator for all the rats and the bugs and, you know, all the leakage and the black mold and, you know, all the whatever that's in your house that, you know, you're trying to fix. So can you talk about a little maybe on the mind tricks? You know, because yeah. I think a lot of people get tricked out by that. And what was your experiences on those mind games that your internal self or the, I don't know, lack of a better word, the devil inside plays upon you? I think wherever there's a deficit in me, it can then look at you where you're in a in a kind of mature kind of expansion mm -hmm. um, in all areas of your life and where I maybe where I felt inadequate. I can then see you in your radiance, in your success, in your dominance, and then go become resentful and start to, oh, well, he's boastful. Oh, he's arrogant. So right. that's one level of trickery. Mm -hmm. um, I think another level of trickery is all the religious programs that get it's somewhere like the emperor's new clothes they're just the religions re greenwashed again wrapped up with new new dressings and there's a lot of sacrifice programs um there's a lot of victim programs so that they they're almost protecting themselves they're almost installed in such a way that they will trick you to keep them so that you keep mm -hmm. on sacrificing yourself mm. and therefore use those people that could have liberated you and turn it round on them that they're the baddie um, and I'm the goodie. Whereas really there's like a, a ring pass knot with humanity, like a control cloud that mm -hmm. keeps people at a certain level of consciousness that prevents them cracking through that right. limitation in human consciousness. And that's something that you carry, you illuminate that, that kind of schism in humanity, that, that dark cloud belt that keeps the collective consciousness in, particularly in like the new age, a certain frequency level where you can't break in traditional um, trainings that I've done, you can't break through that belt. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, that's been a lot of my experiences. It's almost like just staying with the program through the pain of it and facing that that was in me and I've got to break it and clear it and mm -hmm. dominate that inner space so that I'm in charge 
and not that whatever that family control or religious control and sacrifice frequency is. Mm. That's yeah, and I just want to share an experience as well, especially with women. Guys, if women have been abused and, you know, taken advantage of and all that and, and, you know, from childhood or later on as dating and all that stuff, and then that stuff has to clear out, even guys, by the way, it's the craziest thing, David, I think you've gone through with some of your clients and I want to talk about what you do now, you know, and what's different, although you still practice whatever that you do with XI, you know, what's the difference? Um, but I want to get back to the story where, you know, if you're releasing abuse patterns, and even guys, by the way, um, and I want to ask you that as well, David, is that you know when you're when you're releasing abuse patterns, you know I tend to be that surrogate person for that all the abuse that ever has happened to you. There's a, there's two reasons for it. One, there's a trust factor. So you start to trust me. You start to and what does trust mean? You know for people, well it means a lot of things. You start to get intimate with me, even even a guy, again, especially women. OK, um, and so what does intimacy what defines intimacy? Intimacy is where, you know, you, you, you start to get to a point in a relationship with someone that you can share your deepest, darkest secrets and you'll be comfortable because, you know, they have your back. They know that they're going to they're going to provide a support mechanism for you to release those insecurities, right, David? So, so, and this will help you with your clients as well, because um, I'm sure you kind of get this. Um, so, so when that happens, women especially start to feel very intimate with me, although there's no, you know, sexual, and then sexual tension and all that might start to happen. Again, there's not, it's not my part. It's just that I know everything about you all. I can read you, I can analyze you. So that's getting pretty intimate, right? According to the definition of what humans uh, define intimacy. And then you start to share that with me. And then it gets to a pivotal point where there's a breaking point. You start to get really strong from say what we do with XI, right? Together, you know, I've helped you come to your highest level so far you can jump to that next level, that next stage of your life. And then you release all this behind, but it's a shattering of your old identity. It literally is a breakage of your old identity. So what do you do? You anchor onto me, you literally, a visual, you hold on to me as again, whatever behind you or whatever supported you falls apart. Okay. And then what happens is that you feel that intimacy or that connection. And again, sometimes it turns sexual if you're not aware of it, even for guys, by the way, even if you're straight, it happens all the time. And then there's no, there's no, say, there's no support of your abuse patterns. So you would have to look at me and you look at me and it's like, shit, I trust you. But then all the abuse patterns, I become that mirror for you. And then you see all the abuse patterns, not in the people who have abused you, but in yourself as you look at me or you connect with me. It, that is the point in time. So I've turned into some from somebody that's intimate for you into your abuser, your accuser. And then you start accusing me. This is the really pivotal time, no matter if it's this example or anything else, guys. This is the real pivotal time where you see that, oh, 
I've been abused before. It's not Moss. I've been taken advantage of before. It's not Moss. Don't credit it to me. Some people, they get mad at me. We get, we get emails. It's like Moss abused me in my dreams. Moss you know, sexually abused me. Moss did this. Moss did this. Moss touched me the wrong way. And all this stuff, it's, it's, it, it really isn't me, guys. It literally is you having to attach an outside individual for attacking you or abusing you. It's about you getting rid of that internal pattern. So if you stay there, if you just hold on to yourself, not me, if you just observe that that's the pattern that you're releasing, it just like disappears. And then, and then the connection between say you and I uh, would come back to go, oh, thanks, Moss. Uh, I needed that. I just needed that support so I can break away from this. And then you're good to go. And then, you know, again, that honoring connection, not sexual connection or anything like that disappears. And then again, we honor each other as, uh, again, human beings. Does that make sense? Was that, was that okay, Absolutely. David? Absolutely. I think coming back to the very thing, first thing I said about you is Maz the man. Yeah. Your, your presence as a male. But it is what penetrates the distortion, the pain, the trauma in females. And so Ah. that brings it to the surface in reflection. But because your light is coming from a very high point, it's going to reflect aspects that just start coming up that have never been come up, that never had a safe enough, strong enough, dominant, penetrating light coming in that have made it safe enough to open and Mm. that opening is the healing but it's very easy then to blame to judge Mm. to project onto you rather than understanding that's an illumination of Mm. a piece of inner work that needs to be worked through and you're not the baddie you're the illuminator of that trauma of that material that's come up in the lineage it could be very subliminal kind of wife husband distortions of 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 unhappiness or abuse or violence that's coming out that's been hidden and like shielded like in that in that cloud Mm -hmm. from people actually really seeing what they live out Mm -hmm. and so as a male um growing in this power to to penetrate with light these places in the opposite gender that it's really understanding that that mechanism will be triggered, I think, in, in, in my female clients and becoming a safe foil to hold space for that and to help them to work that through without attaching that sexual bonding into the relationship. So it's understanding that that, that might happen and forewarning is forearmed, et cetera. So again, guys, beware as you go through, uh, progress through your journeys. Right, we're just here to help. Uh, so, David, I'm sure you get experiences like that. Tell us a little bit about what you do, how your modality has changed before XI, you know, and now using XI. By the way, he doesn't he doesn't do what I do. I don't do what he does, um, but we both practice XI because XI is not a modality. It just makes whatever that you do to the highest purest level state. Right. So, tell us a little bit about what you do, uh, what your passion is. Yeah. So I tend to listen to where the person's issues are. And mm-hmm. through that relational training I've had as a, as a psychotherapist, I'm listening out for where 
they are out of sync in time and space as well as therapeutically what i can say interpersonally to address that and then as i do that i'm looking to see where are they out of alignment in say their masculinity their femininity Mm. um so i'm looking at polarity um i'm looking at that singularity where are they out of sync in time and space um so i think you've helped me to become more and more um into scanning people and less and less into that slightly mergy empathy where part of me is bleeding into the client's field to in order to to know what's going on for them to bring it into me and sense it and so my my work is evolving as i still work relationally and almost psychotherapeutically but more and more to bring them faster and faster to that core level distortion that's the root of that relationship problem um and then i i can't quite move it as you do so i might talk them into their body and get them to experience almost like a mini meditation in a session where i i don't edit them but i i encourage them to find that space in themselves because i can sense it and get them to move it absolutely you know and, and david you know sometimes people really need that you know that personal touch like I said, you know, I'm just like a surgeon. I see that what's going on. I disconnect it. I might not have the best bedside manner or post <laughs> post surgery, but like David here would be fantastic, or even like David before, uh, you know, uh, would be fantastic. So your session with me would work a lot better. And I, I just want to get to the point, David. So that what you what, what, what you said is most people who help other people, whether, again, whether what, what you do, psychotherapists, doctors, um, you know, people care for other people. They have empathy. And then what they do is they read by pushing, putting themselves into that person's shoes or putting that person into their shoes. And then it creates a lot of residue in you. And this is where you get ill. That's where you were, right? You you were ill. You know, you're getting all the other, you know, negative patterns, emotions of other people while you were helping people. So what I, I guess one lesson, one, the biggest lesson that we could take away amongst many that I've helped you with, a teacher's teacher, is that I've taught you or, you know, through XI, you've learned how to observe and analyze people more precisely, actually. Because you don't have, it's not your filters that you're seeing anything or anybody through. It's just their filters. Would, would that be fair to say? Yes. Where there's no interaction between the two of you. There's no like exchange of frequencies. It's just like, I see their frequencies out there. And then you don't get pummeled by the end of the day after, you know, working on however many people that you work on. That makes sense? And that's why you're turning more younger, more youthful, more vibrant, by the way, uh, from what I see today, David, to compare to, you know, a few years ago, when I actually saw you, uh, you're more vibrant and you're just in time, buddy. Really nice job. Thank you. Really nice job. Uh, Let's see. Anything else as we, you know, get close to the end? Uh, What would you say to those individuals who are on the path or what's happening now. I know we talked a little bit about it, you know, and the reason why this interview came about is because 
you know, um, is that uh, when I last uh, had a session with him, I mean, when he had a session with me, uh, I said, there's no handrails for you anymore. This is where, you know, you're on, say your own, you can always come back and go higher, but I'm not there supporting you in any way. It's all you. Again, you can always come back and learn more. Uh, talk a little bit about that experience, David. I think in a way that's been the most nitty gritty, difficult aspect of really putting everything I've learned into action mm -hmm. and to be totally responsible for right. what I'm creating. And it's, it's, it's where the rubber hits the tarmac. I think you can do XI and listen to Maz and, and detox and go through these levels. But then when you hit the phase where the handrails have gone, it's like the day, it's the discipline. It's the, it's the maintaining trajectory, maintaining velocity of that singularity of focus that I've right. built over the years and knowing the sort of sensing the traps that are going to pull me out of um, presence and like alignment by being in my own body you know that sense of grasping at life or blaming life for what's happening to me and noticing that as that breaks open I see like that ability to almost program the weave of my life almost affect how areas that I've always assumed were me are just starting to dissolve and it's it's applying XI to these next levels of that I think is the really exciting part that I'm just beginning to open up. It's like, whoa, that's when you get those tectonic shifts that are very subtle right. because I've done all that deep, messy kind of detoxing and it's mm -hmm. the nuance of understanding how these higher frequencies can break these big tectonic plates down so that you, I become the co-creator with source. I become the infinite spark having this human experience and i think that's what xi prepares you for it's mm -hmm. how you how i manage myself in almost like the blue screen or the what's they call it the green screen green and screen. then and then you can design almost the graphics the interplay of your life and it's that's the freedom but with freedom comes total responsibility mm -hmm. and i think that's what xi prepares you for Absolutely. And that's what it's all about, uh, guys. And, and again, the handrails are basically uh, me or XI, uh, XI Logistics holding on to you as you learn. And I can safely say that no other modality, whatever that you do, allows you to be as free as XI does, where you're just limitless. Literally, once you get to that certain level where you can be on your own, this is where the potentiality of you starts to come in. Would you not agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, David, thank you so much. Any closing words um, that, that you want to share? Contact information if people want to get a hold of you? Um, I'd say that you're going to be hard pushed to find a man in his in delivering these kind of messages and the purity as Maz has here that, that has helped me to really reclaim myself. Um, stick with Maz and go through those detox experiences, go through those dark nights of the soul, because when you come out the other side, if you can maintain that momentum, that's when you really make the shifts. 
it's almost like one of the, the, the key places where most people give up is when they're right at the doorway of pushing mm. through. I've seen clients, my clients, just leave at that, at that moment and they're back to the buffet. And it's, mm. that's when you would most likely to give up. And that's when you're actually going to push on everything that, that's holding you in that ring pass, not that dark cloud, and to actually punch through it. That's what takes that little bit extra. And I think Maz is like a steam train, like, you know, he's just like powering through. And, and by attuning to his work, it's helped me to kind of power through those blind spots that I don't know what I would have done had I not had you to lean on and to, you know, support me in those moments. Wonderful. Wow. This is Master Jadi. You've been, uh, we've been listening to David Stone on the Ascendance, the Awakening, uh, the XI Factor. Thanks for watching. Thanks for joining. The episode you just listened to is encoded with frequencies of higher consciousness. It's normal if you begin to feel differently or confused. It's the process of change. For best results, observe and practice spatial referencing. Ask yourself, what if I could choose things differently? To learn more, subscribe to the Exponential Intelligence Podcast, sign up for the newsletter for exclusive information and offers, or join Maz on social media through the links in the show notes below.